20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to get you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh, 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 oh. You're doing a sound check? Hmm? Have you already done a sound check? Yes, you I did. did. Okay. Yep. Hi everyone, welcome to Swinging Around, episode 11, the sex-positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Cal. And I'm JB. So today's podcast is going to be all about swinger attire. So you might be thinking to yourself, how can you do an entire podcast about swinging clothes? Well, How can I do an entire podcast about swinging clothes? Oh, I'll answer that question, (laughs) but not yet. We have to do our lifestyle chat first. So, So what's up? Well, I mean... In the last episode, for those of you who may or may not have listened to episode 10, um, we dropped the news that I'm pregnant, and I'm dropped far... Dropped a bomb. We dropped a bomb. <laughs> so I'm, I'm far enough along that we're not playing with any other couples right now. Number one, I don't think anybody's going to find me particularly sexy, unless they've got a uh, pregnancy fetish, which plenty is fine. Pe- plenty of people like uh, true. pregnant women. They do. But number two, I, we're, we both mentioned this in the last podcast, it's not something we're comfortable with. So no, Yeah, no. So we're not actively playing right now. And I have to admit, this drought, it's a little rough on me. Um, because number one, I've given up a lot of foods that I enjoy. I like sushi. I like alcohol, beer, wine, liquor. I like these things. Yeah, you... And I've had to give them all up. But on top of that, I've had to give up swinging. So I've had to give up sucking on other cocks. I've had to give up just the atmosphere. And it's rough. <laughs> I have to admit, I I don't envy anybody who's in any kind of um, program for withdrawal or, or anyone who goes through Alcoholics Anonymous or anything where you have to give up some sort of vice. Not that I'm attributing any of these things to a vice because they're not, but it's it's rough. So um, during one of my earlier masturbation sessions, I found myself with two dildos because I had to put one in each hole. I just <laughs> It was fun. I, I enjoyed it, but... Doubling up? Doubling up. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Is I mean, that's not something that we've done in our regular swinging time, but I imagine, oh, you mean, we'll, I imagine you mean, we'll get to that. Yeah, oh, you mean the ass play with... Yeah. Uh, oh, y- yeah. you mean DP? Yeah, DP yeah. in general. But it's, it's, no. it's um, to quote from someone else's profile that we've seen recently, it's on the menu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I liked the way that was put. Um, so one of the other things that I wanted to bring up is... We've well, hold on. I don't get to say that I... like. Oh, are you having a hard time with the drought, it's too? It's been a drought for me as well. True. I, don't, I mean, I haven't had to give up. It has not much. been a blow drop drought, though. You, ha- you can't admit that. Well, from, from me. From, from you. <laughs> <laughs> from strange, yes. Yeah, I could go for some, some swinging fun. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because nobody's like i've never heard anybody talk about that because you hear about you know there's sitcoms well, who are, would you talk to exactly about that's it. what i'm saying like you see like on tv or whatever like you've seen women joke about not being able to drink or the things that they have to give up yeah when they're pregnant or the men have to give up while their women are pregnant and yeah. then but you never you never hear about you know yeah the swingers who have to give up playing with others when they're <laughs> pregnant and, and it's not like i can go and complain about it to my my friends who've been pregnant they 
they wouldn't understand, and maybe they would, but I don't know it. So, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and, and then the other topic that I want to talk about, um, it's not swinging related, but it's just something that kind of annoyed me, and I wanted to bring it up because it's sex related. As we were watching Everybody Loves Raymond, we've been going back and watching it through Netflix, catching up on past episodes. and we're Marathoning every, yeah. Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> and I have to admit, we're, we're at a point where it's it's increasingly funny just because we can relate more to the characters now than ever before. And then we get to this episode where Deborah, who is um, Raymond's wife, was going to like a step aerobics type class. And three times in one week after getting back from this class, she was revved up and ready for sex. And Raymond, all he knew was that she was revved up and ready for sex, and he didn't necessarily put two and two together right away. But then once he figured it out, he was actually pretty hurt and angry with her that she would come home from this aerobics class and, and be ready to go, and, and essentially she just, like, pounced on him. And and I got to thinking about it, and I was like, why? Why is, she, why is he so upset that she's coming home excited and i mean the episode played out where he thought that she was getting revved up because the aerobics instructor was pretty hot and she said that she was getting revved up just because she was um number one the endorphins were flowing and number two she was feeling good about herself which made herself feel sexy but Mm -hmm. i think either one of those reasons is perfectly valid to come home and jump the bones of your partner i mean what do you think no i agree i agree i Anything that gets you hot and bothered, and you come home to me, then yeah, that's hot. So yeah, so yeah and, there's... and someone in the episode, I think it was the Raymond's brother or somebody, said like, "Who cares where she's getting revved up as long as she's coming home to you?" And I, I completely agree with that. So that's it's just one of the problems with society and with sitcoms and colloquial programming. It's just these tropes that they have in in. TV about how well, exactly. how a-, a marriage should be and how women should feel and how men should feel and how they should react and it's like those are what feed the insecurities that people have in their marriage and hold them back from swinging. Yeah, because it is crazy when you think about it because everybody knows TV's fake, everybody knows films are fake, but people get a lot of their relationship information yeah, from, from that. It's, it's uh, like they're there's there's some root of reality in it, and that's what makes it funny. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. why comedy is funny, because there's some truth to it. But I think, especially like in that situation, there's more fallacy than truth, well, unfortunately. Because it's telling people that that's how they should be. And then people feel guilty when they don't feel that way. And Everybody Loves Raymond is one of those shows. It's hilarious, but it, it really does have all those tropes that are that plague sitcoms there was the episode just recently i think we had started season episode uh season four mm-hmm. when uh deborah got the boob job and the whole episode was just to trick raymond into thinking she got a boob job yeah and, and then, then getting upset at him yeah. when because, he compliments her on the boob job yeah, because yeah. He, he's excited yep she tricks and, him into thinking that she's got she got this boob job done he compliments her on how good it looks but he was in a catch-22 situation because if he had told her it looked bad and she really had had it done, then here she went and spent thousands of dollars and went through the pain in the surgical procedure just to have it, him tell her it wasn't worth it. Yeah, exactly. You so he, there was nothing there that was, he could have said There was no way in there. Her... And that's the, you know, that's a sitcom aspect that, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. That's yeah. what the type of situations they want to put their, their characters in. But it feeds into society and then society... Society's mm-hmm. views create the writer's views who write the show, but then the show influences people's thinking. They see things Absolutely. on TV and think that that's the common norm, and that's how yeah. relationships work. And how I mean, 
Yeah, and, it, you see that, and and then you think, well, that's how I'm supposed to be because that's what the sitcoms say I should be. And I don't think people consciously make that decision. Like, I don't think anybody sits down, watches that kind of a show, and says, oh, that's how I need to react. I think it gets into your subconscious. Oh, definitely. And your, yeah, your psyche. It, it, and then you, you react that way without realizing where that initial belief about how you're supposed to behave came from. And I think especially influences individuals in their formative teenage years when mm-hmm. they don't know exactly how relationships work and the only exposure they might have had is through these sitcoms yeah. who, and then these, you know, the the colloquial things just yeah. perpetuate. And how so, the hell did I turn out normal? I can't tell you how many romantic comedies I watched <laughs> as a teenager in high school between that and watching Friends. I mean, that really had to have warped my idea of relationships and sex. <laughs> Good show. Don't I mean? Don't yeah. get me wrong, but still. So I wanted to talk about something too before we move on into our main topic. I, I wanted to talk about. It was interesting. We were watching an episode of Swing yesterday. Uh, That's how we get our swinging yes- in these days. Was it yesterday? Oh yeah, yeah. we had we our have- no pants couch time. Yeah, we're living vic- <laughs> vicariously through the individuals on that show right now. Yep. But so it was really fascinating because they had a couple on there finally. A couple who wanted to do more than just have the girl play while the guy sits there and watches. Yeah, they, they want to do a full. They swap. They want to do a full swap, and then they're not the first couple that wanted that. No, but there's no. been they've been few and far. You between. go droughts between the where the yeah. guys don't want to. I think the there guys... was more in the first season than the second so yeah. far. But the male in the couple on the show was raised in a open household where his parents were swingers, and. They might have been polyamorous. I mean, he he described it as being open. So I don't. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't know if that means a swinger, polyamory. Yeah, or... he kind of interchanged his words a little bit at some points. Like sometimes he said they were in the lifestyle. I think at least once he referred to them as swingers. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at one point he also mentioned that he had he had a half sister who was raised as his sister, but was born with. Um, the best friend as yeah. the father, so actually, something like that. It, it, it sounds, sounded like there was a swinger, like a swinger child yeah. in the mix, or a polyamorous it, child sounds, in the mix. It sounded more like a polyamorous relationship that was yeah. going on, but I, I just don't know if he had the vocabulary yeah. and the experience to know exactly their, rela- their right. relationship that his parents had. It was a non-monogamous relationship, open just, non-monogamous relationship from his very parents. Very interesting to see somebody who's his his entire life. His parents were open from the beginning. They didn't hide anything. They were out and open, and it seemed to be. A very, I mean, as much as you can glean from the the personalities of the individuals on Swing in an hour show, he seemed to be a well-adjusted individual, and and he seemed to have a normal. I say that with air quotes because what is normal, but he seemed to have a, a strong, loving relationship with a partner. Yeah, exactly, and, and, and it initially monogamous, although they were exploring the non-monogamous side of things. Yeah, he's still very much interested in having a primary and they were married so a spouse and then exploring the non-monogamy aspect yeah. and then, not only married but high school sweethearts exactly and and his, his his wife was had come from it from the more traditional she's her her parents were monogamous and that's all she knew but it was yeah, just, i believe they're also uh stricter in the religious beliefs too i would love to interview or see somebody who's was raised like that to see an interview mm-hmm. with them and how that's how that that influences their views on relationships right. and lifelong. And I mean, he definitely seemed like he wanted to have a primary partner that, that he's with, but then also explore non-monogamy through yeah. swinging. And, and, and it seemed like he's had good experiences with it, such that his parents were still together and, and he's seen other 
friends and family members experience divorce and they still have a strong relationship. So he's, he's seen the positive impact of the lifestyle, which is fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. He, I still stand by the, the decision that we are at at this point, which is to, to stay in the closet, so to speak. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to to share that with no, family I can't or friends. See, it's it's a tough road to go down. That it's you want to be open and honest, and this is the lifestyle that we believe is best for us, and that fits for us, and that actually probably fits for many more people than who actually realize it. Mm-hmm. But as as two individuals who are raised who weren't raised with anything like that, it's such a foreign concept to actually consider raising a child mm-hmm. like that. I don't think either one of us, it seems maybe it's a little cowardly. Maybe it's a little, I mean, little hypocritical if we think what is the right way. And then we hide that and hope that maybe they find out on their own or yeah. they, I mean, I don't well, know. Maybe I, don't, we'll, I wouldn't say that swinging is the right way. I would just say that swinging's our way. Well, it's our way, but I But would. staying in a monogamous relationship isn't necessarily wrong. No, unless if that both, works for both people. Unless both people want to pursue something not But with the amount of cheating, clearly we know that it doesn't work for, doesn't work quite, for a, everybody. quite a few people. Yeah. Uh, the majority of people, probably. I think there's a, a good portion of the population out there who would benefit from being non-monogamous. But who knows? I mean, as But I we, think there's people who are monogamous and per- perfectly happy about it as well. As as our children grow and as we grow as sex-positive parents and teach, who knows where our journey is going to take yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, we, we might get caught. We might... Who knows what will happen? Like, we can't imagine... I can't... I can't picture a scenario where I'd be comfortable just having the people that we play with over and having it known that these are that these are our sexual partners. I mean, because when they're young, you wouldn't even bring that up, anyways. Because no, I, I think it. But would when they're be... teenage age, I don't know. You wouldn't. So I, I think it, children have a hard time processing. Um, children have a hard, a hard enough time learning and processing what sex is in general, especially when it's delivered in the manner of well when two people love each other then they they do this act or when two people fall in love or whatever i mean that's that's kind of again that's the tv aspect we haven't had that talk with anybody yet so mm-hmm. i don't know how we'll phrase it probably not like that um but i mean if if you do phrase it that way and then all of a sudden daddy's with a different woman then then children automatically think well daddy doesn't love mommy or daddy loves this other woman and uh you know then they just get confused so so yeah, it'll be interesting to 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 grow and see where our journey takes us in yeah. sex positive parenting. Yeah. So if any so, of you have have experience or have had experiences, we'd love to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, right I'm, sh- I'm sure we have listeners who, you, who I guarantee we have listeners who have children because just given the average age of swingers, I know a, a, probably a good number of you out there ha- have children and have had to. Uh, grapple with these issues. Well, oh, so... I, was, I was thinking if any of our our listeners had parents who were swingers. Oh, the other way around. So... Yeah, I was thinking of it from the if if your parents were swingers, well, yeah, how did it go down for right you? Right in, we would love to hear either story. Right in about if if you grew up in a non or in an open in a open household and how that uh how that's affected you and and influenced you as an adult in mm-hmm. your adult relationships. And then also for those of you who are parents, write in, let us know how you handle how you handle the sex positive parenting and how you handle the openness with your children. If they know anything about your lifestyle, if yeah. they don't. And we'll definitely explore this topic more, like without a doubt. Oh yeah. Yeah. So for sure. So let's go ahead and move on to swinger attire. Okay. So <laughs> I, I led into the beginning of this topic earlier um, in this episode going, how can you spend an entire episode dedicated to swinger wear? 
and really it's I, I think we can because it's it's such a main part of swinging it's, it's, it's huge, huge it's part. part of the swinging culture really and it's not something that i really knew about or thought about until after we'd been to probably two or three parties and then realized how much the attire is is a part of the culture so for me the different clothes that you wear are really an opportunity for you to act out different fantasies for you to be somebody that you might not normally be um it's kind of an opportunity to dress to impress, a time to be sexy when you might not normally be as sexy. Um, I work in an office-type environment for um, a larger company, and we have a business casual dress code, so um, I very rarely show cleavage at work. Um, I tend to wear pants rather than skirts just because I'm more comfortable that way. I do wear heels, but heels with pants are not as sexy. So, I mean, unless uh, you and I are going on a date, I don't really have a lot of opportunity to dress sexily, except in the bedroom. So, so to me, swinger parties and swinger clothing is an opportunity for me to do something and be something I don't normally do. Yeah, you can really let your inhibitions go and have fun and explore an aspect of, you know, get get to have fun and dress in a way that you don't, normally get to in your normal everyday life for the most part right and there's to me there's some fringe benefits of of swinger attire too and one of those for me has been improving my self-esteem so moving myself outside of my comfort zone a little bit initially um and it takes baby steps and i think we've talked about that before where you know maybe you'll start off with a shirt that has a little bit more cleavage than you'd normally wear and you might be slightly uncomfortable about it but not terribly uncomfortable maybe just a a tad bit just a little bit and then you go to the party and you you get a great response Mm -hmm. like not only does your your partner find you incredibly sexy but then other people do and then that pushes you to open up your comfort zone a little bit more to maybe undo a button a button on your shirt or another button on your shirt or and and you just push it a little bit more and a little bit more and it, it makes you less inhibited it makes you more confident now for women i and i feel like this is definitely something that's more of an issue for the women who it's always encouraged to to dress less and less and sexier and sexier and sheer and sheer Mm -hmm. um at the first few parties we went to were you intimidated or not intimidated that's not the right word but Uh, overwhelmed can apply overwhelmed with the you know the amount of skin that it's expected for women to show yes i definitely was um I came from a somewhat conservative background. I dressed conservatively. Um, one time you challenged me and told me I dressed like a lesbian. Oh, that was... <laughs> no that offense was... to you lesbians out there. There's plenty of hot clothing. It was it was a, a, a baggier set of shorts and a... It was, and a, it was back when we were dating and you were a wearing... A basketball jersey. And it was not the most becoming outfit, I suppose. But I, to get my point across, I guess, is that I, I haven't always been the most sexily dressed. So... Going to a party initially, or the first couple of parties, yeah, it was a little bit scary. And part of that's because there's, to me, and I, I think you'll agree with this, there's there's levels and spectrums of sexiness, all the way down to the probably not wearing enough clothes to could stand to be wearing fewer clothes. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's a whole wide range. And I think what was most, to use your word initially, intimidating, because I think that's a, the, the right word to use here, were the women who were what I would now consider to be wearing not enough clothes. Like I remember one one woman in particular at one of the parties that we've been to is wearing like a, an outfit that was pretty much made entirely out of string. <laughs> and I mean the like the the distance between each 
thin piece of string was probably four to six inches. I mean, there's very, very little of her body covered yeah. to the point where the, the bouncers told her that there were certain parts of the hotel she could not go to without putting a coat on. Yeah, and I mean, and, and that's very common if you're at a hotel party that hasn't taken over the entire hotel. Yeah, stay out of the lobby, you know, stay out of some of the areas that could be common to other guests. And part of what I always go back to is in terms of if a woman's not wearing enough clothes or it, it, it definitely, it usually applies to women, unfortunately, that, cause the men will get to the men's attire, but it's, it's different than the women's. But, uh, what I always go back to is if I personally think that somebody's not wearing enough clothes, I always think that, well, good for them if that's what they're comfortable wearing here. Yeah. Um, it, it all comes so down I, to so comfort. I, so I want to stress that too, that, well, we are, this is our, this is, this is our podcast. We're voicing our opinions. And so we're going to preface that with, you know, we, these are yeah. our opinions, but we, it's encouraged to wear whatever you feel comfortable wearing to, mm-hmm. to the parties. If you feel, because these are places to let go and to go and have fun and let right. your inhibitions be wild and free. Although I have to say, I think some outfits are sexier than others. Well, definitely. I mean, and, that, and, and I, so, that I, was kind I do of a, applaud the women who, who choose to wear less that was, clothing. That, that was kind of the disclaimer yeah. that we, yeah, that we, you know, you may disagree with what we think. Where, yeah, you may disagree, but. There is a little bit too much because you want to keep it. It is it is fun also to to imagine what you're not seeing. And so yeah. if you're, you I know, think the giant should be covered. And I think, but barely, at least, <laughs> but barely, but barely. And and I think at least half of the ass should be covered. I don't have a problem, and I think it's pretty hot sometimes when you see like the bottom round of the ass cheek. Oh yeah, like right that's, where the that's right where the hot. ass cheek meets the top of the upper thigh. I like that's it when, pretty hot. I like it when a girl's dress is short enough where. The ass is covered, but then as she's dancing or whatever, mm-hmm. it rides up, and you, you see move, that round. Yep. You see that the round little bottom cheek just kind of sticks out, just just a tad little bit. And one of our first swinger parties, I think, it was maybe the second or the third party. The the theme was camo and hunting, mm-hmm. and we bought a camouflage skirt off Amazon so that I could wear that. And when it came in, the inseam on it was probably about three inches, which basically means it rides your hips and just barely comes down below the pus. I mean, it was just about at that level where you said it, it covers the ass, but then if you move, your mm-hmm. cheeks are out. And I wouldn't wear it. I didn't wear it to the party. I was I was uncomfortable. I knew that the whole time I'd be pulling it down, messing with it, wishing I was wearing different underwear. Although, to be fair... And, I th- and now I'd be more comfortable that, with it. That's what I was going to say. I think that was one of the earlier parties, and now you would be more comfortable. I think yeah. that's about as short as you'd probably feel comfortable going. Right. Well, and part of it's not only coming back to comfort, but it comes back to just looking sexy and and that's what we think looks sexy yeah feeling looking sexy but then i also like it when a woman looks sexy but also maintains that level of class right uh yeah yeah that's just a a preference and Mm -hmm. so that's that that's sort of where we where we lie on that spectrum so for for those of you who may be new to swinging what do we mean by swinging attire i mean this it's it's haven't that what we've been talking about for? I like... know, but types of clothing. We haven't really said what what that is, and it depends on the party you're going to. Does so... a stripper wear it? Then then check. <laughs> if a stripper could wear it, but at the same time, I pick up a lot of my clothes at Express or at like a Macy's or whatever. That's true. It's um, all about how some you some can... lower cut uh, shirts, some some shirts that you might wear to to work with a a jacket. 
Yeah, a bu- on on unbutton two or three buttons yep, on that. Unbutton two or three buttons and put on a short little skirt, not a pencil skirt, but a short little little flowy skirt and some hooker heels, and you've got yourself an outfit. I like it when the when when you're wearing the button up shirt that's bu- that's not buttoned up far enough, and you got that mm-hmm. bra, po- yep, that sexy with ass the bra, bra with the bra poking out, the lace. I love yep. it. Yep, and that's a great outfit to change up throughout the night. So let's say you're going to a party, and it's initially going to be uh, dinner with couples and it may or may not be in a public place so you want to be sexy but you can't be too explicit because you can't have nudity if you're going out to a bar or whatever let's Mm -hmm. say for a meet and greet yeah so you wear a shorter pair of heels you wear a regular length skirt and you wear a button-down shirt let's say for example then you leave dinner and now you're going over to the party maybe a pre-party some mingling in the hotel room before the actual party you stop in your room you exchange your short heels for a pair of higher heels you change your skirt into something a little bit shorter, and you want to do the th- top three buttons in your blouse, so your bra's sticking out a little bit. And now you've just gone from sexy to swinger. Indeed. You've transformed. So, I mean, I think the the height of the heel really contributes to the overall look. Of course, there's a limit to that because you need to be able to walk and dance in them too. So, again, it comes back to comfort. And I think... Although, as the... As as a guy, I think the higher the heel, the fucking hotter it is. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah. So let's throw out there some of the, the best things that we look for that we think make the best swinger clothes and some of the things that we think make the worst. So what do you think, Cal? For guys or girls? For girls first, then we'll go on to guys. Well, I don't know. I it's I, I, I don't have the minutiae down for women's clothes. I just know, like, some outfits. I don't, I don't like, like, the schoolgirl stuff. I know I've mentioned that, but... Yeah, but other people do, and that's fine. I mean, I, I, what makes an outfit to you? Heels and skirt, skirt? Skirt length, you think? Short skirt with... Definitely need to see some cleavage. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean fashion isn't too much my... I mean, I just know... Like I'm a man, mm-hmm. so I just know what what aesthetically looks good yeah. in my eyes. And I guess that and comes down to if it looks sexy and hot, then that's where the themes come in too. Because the themes give you an opportunity to try out different costumes and role play a little bit. But there's been times where I haven't followed the theme for a party and still looked incredibly hot. So, oh yeah, definitely. So you don't have to break the bank on swinger wear by any means to look good. Um, and you don't have to be worried about what a particular theme is. I mean, it's fun to participate in the themes, but if you don't have anything that's really into the theme, like camouflage, for example, if you don't have anything, pull out a green shirt and a black skirt or, you know, even just stick to black and white and you can still be incredibly hot and still fit in with the party and be okay. So yeah. I, I think a good piece of advice, especially for people who might be on a budget, if you've got kids, you got to pay a babysitter. If you're getting the hotel room too, you got to get the liquor, you got to pay to go to the party. That's all expensive. To get clothing on top of that, it's it's hard to do. Yeah. So yeah. just repurpose some of those office outfits that you wear. Unbutton some shirts, or I think a really sexy look is is the shirt dress. So um, you can take one of your husband's shirts, um, wear that only with a pair of sexy underwear underneath, and use a tie as a belt to cinch it at the waist. Undo the first few buttons, and you have yourself a sexy little shirt dress that's easy to take off at the end of the night. That that is a it's incredibly a hot, look. hot look. It is, yeah. So, and just a couple of things that I think make worst what for me make the worst dressless, and that's being uncomfortable. There's nothing worse than a woman who's uncomfortable, 
and not not planning for the number of people at the event or how hot it might be. A couple parties ago, one of the women we were with wore jeans, and she wore tight jeans and boots up to her knee, and she was hot, and she had no way to escape. I mean, she looked good, but she was sweating balls. So, And she even said, like, I need to change. This is ridiculous. Why did I wear pants? Yeah. So that's yet another practical reason to wear a skirt. Yeah. I don't personal preference i don't advocate the pants on a woman just because where my hands need to wander <laughs> you can stay on the outside yeah you can still rub a no, clip no. pretty well there's you can there's i've seen plenty of women who are wearing some hot sexy hot pants that that look real good but for my it's pretty rare to see pants though on a woman. no no it is and i think oh and naked can be done if your body painted we have seen some completely naked women who were not slutty or anything. They were pretty classy, actually, just because they they'd been body painted. That's well. true. That doesn't. I, I could, that's completely true. They're they incredibly hot, and although body painting is a little bit outside their own just normal swinger attire, you got to yeah, plan for that, or there's going to be yeah. a body painter there at the party. So that's that's a little bit uh, tougher to to work out ahead of time, unless like uh, you got to do that. Yeah. Just before the party, too. Yep. Plus, I don't know how the maintenance is on that. Like, if they I don't either. sweating, like, I, I don't, don't know. Does it make it drip? That'd be bad. None of the women that we, I mean, you haven't got body painted. I think next time we go to Desire or somewhere where there's body paint, I would like to see you get some, get some hot body paint. I got to get my post body, my post baby body in shape before that happens. <laughs> but I'm not opposed to it. So let's move on to talking about men's swinger wear. Men's uh, this swinger, I know. Men's swinger wear is a little bit harder to talk about because men don't usually participate as much in the themes. I mean, when you look at Halloween costume availability, the men's selection is like a tenth, if that, maybe a fifth of the women's Halloween costume selection. For the most part, like, ho- yeah, we're going to go Halloween. All of, like, all of the men's Halloween costumes are, you, for the most part, they're usually always just trying to be funny. They well, And so... I don't know, it's... It, well, no, I, I, I don't. Women mean the are party. easy creatures to read when it comes to what we like in men, or at least I am. And I want a hardcore, hard-bodied, sexy, gruff, dirty man. But so. no, what I mean though is, if you go and look at, let's say, a Lovers Lane or an Adam and Eve or any of those catalogs or online yeah. around Halloween time, you look at the women, you're just going to see slutty outfits, slutty this, slutty that, mm-hmm. sexy this, sexy that. And for men, slutty pumpkin. <laughs> hi, your mother reference. <laughs> so if you look at the men's section you're gonna see maybe 10 yeah, percent just don't sexy. come as the hanging chad <laughs> you're gonna see maybe 10 percent sexy outfits and about 90 percent. i mean that ratio is well, off yeah, a little bit but the, you're gonna like, see like the funny the guy with the giant penis or the yeah, just the, the vag inspector or the fbi agent who's the female body inspector or yeah the clown or stupid shit yeah it's, but but we're not really talking about halloween attire anyway no. you're talking about normal attire and yeah so what do you like to see on a guy? I like to see... I know if you like to see Ed Hardy shirts, there's plenty <laughs> of those. No, that's not really my style. But <laughs> I, I like to see a guy who looks like he's put some time and some effort into his outfit. I mean, really, that's what I like to see is a guy who I can tell he's shaved. I can tell... Dogs, stop it. Sorry. I can tell that the guy has put some cologne on. He's bothered to put on a pair of nice dress shoes. You wouldn't believe how many people just wear tennis shoes. It drives me crazy. A guy who's bothered to wear a pair of pants that fit him. 
with you know that doesn't have the crotch hanging too low. It shows a little ass. I like to see some ass cheek. You like tight pants. I you... do. Not so tight where you can see the package in the front or they look uncomfortable, but you like tight enough a, where hey, there's some ass. You like to see a package. Don't... I like to see a package in the after party. <laughs> where you know you like it... to see uh, some tight jeans where there's where you can see the cock. Maybe a I little know. bit, yeah. Um, just some effort is number one for me. Is show show some effort. I don't particularly care for guys in in wholly ripped clothes. The caveat to that is if you're like the construction worker or, I mean, sometimes it can just work if you're wearing the ripped jeans with a nice shirt, like a nice tight shirt, but not like the stained wife beater style. Yeah, there are, there's a lot less options for guys. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's true of just everyday life as well. And so I think a go-to, which is always a winner, is just a nice pair of dress pants, uh, fitted fitted uh button down yeah t-shirt. and that's a key key word is fitted there because i've seen a lot of guys who wear the the button down shirt but they wear like the shirt that they would wear to work yeah you where get... it's a little bit baggy it's maybe a little wrinkled or it's like like the flannel plaid style and it's like no just well, get a, get a nice seen... solid color yeah solid color but i think it's always better if you have like a like an like if you have an get a shirt that fits your body. If you have an athletic build, get a get the athletic the yeah, athletic. Yeah, if you cut have a skinny the, build, get a skinny get a, shirt. Get a, you don't just don't want you know the the standard poof that you get at the at the bottom when you tuck in a shirt if yeah. it's if it's too big. And that's unfortunately you can spend a lot of money. You can go and spend a lot of money on t on a not a t shirt but on a dress shirt and. They're even though the the material is great, they're they're not fitted shirts, and so they just don't have that. Yeah. you know that. Yeah, that, you look like you're going to the board meeting. You don't have in that knockers. Night, you don't have that nightclub, you know, sexy look that exactly. that you're trying to go for, and so yeah. So yes, uh, dress shoes, uh, you know, dress pants, a nice Unbutton belt, a and a couple a, of buttons, a little bit on the top, but but not so much so where the chest hair is poofing out. Mm-hmm. You know, keep the chest hair at bay. That's me. Some women like that, but <laughs> I I prefer to keep the chest hair tame. And if there is a theme, it's not a bad idea to try and match up with the theme at least a little bit. You know, yeah. I mean, when it's when it's a hunting theme, that's ideal for men. No, because you, I disagree. You have hunting stuff because they make a lot of sexy camo. And for some, like we've talked about the hunting, um, the like, camo for um, me, theme multiple times. It's 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 hot it's, though if a guy wears a nice pair of tight jeans, some. You know, maybe in that case, it'd be an opportunity to wear some Carhartt shoot or, shoes or something, maybe not dress shoes, and then get yourself one of those orange um, hunting vests and just wear that, or that with a nice tight white t-shirt. That's hot. Yeah. Show that you're a man. I mean, to me, no, if you're going to be a man at a swinger party, be a man. The outfit you just described is not, like, uh, there's no camo in that. Well, it's hunting. No... I mean, if it was camo or hunting. But, I mean, they also make camo... Um, uh, under thermal shirts that you wear underneath. Yeah. God, I can't think of what that's called. Like long underwear style, um, but they're camouflaged, so it's mm-hmm. more like to be worn on the outside. And those shirts fit tight. It is funny to me how we keep bringing up the the camo theme, but it it seems well, to be. A, I feel like that's a theme that men can do. It seems to be a common theme too in the yeah. fall, especially around here in, in Michigan and whatnot in in, yeah. the, in fall states where the, there's. A lot of fall activities yeah. are going on, football and hunting. But I mean, men, men aren't going to participate in the schoolgirl outfit. What are you going to be a teacher? I mean, no. so so that's not like well, a, a day to I mean, participate. Beach themes are pretty popular, and, yep. and so for a beach theme, just trunks. So, what would you like to see in a beach theme? I like the little Euro, the European bathing suits. I think are hot if you've got the body for it. 
the oh yeah, those little bust out those little European bathing suits. Yeah, I'm not talking a speedo. Essentially, like the boy it's, shorts style. Yeah, they're where... kind of like uh, they're yeah, like they're the, like the underwear. That yeah, 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 the tight boxer look, or even they kind of look like boxer briefs too. If you get the shorts style, those are hot. And wear that with a tight tank top or a tight little shirt. So mm-hmm. men men can participate in themes too, but at least from my perspective, just make it look like you put some effort in. Don't wear, and if it's Halloween, don't wear like what we saw the last Halloween party where someone was Jesus. <laughs> and I think I mentioned that he happened, he happened to be pretty hot, but he was Jesus. So there was no body showing. He was in robes. Yeah. And then someone else was a gnome with like a foot length beard. Well, that goes back to the... Be it's, sexy. It's tough to find the sexy costume for the guy. So that's probably, he just, whoever that was, probably just found a funny costume somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll go with that. Well, but. that's where, I mean, you were uh, a SWAT officer and that was hot. Like, any for me, a man who's wearing a costume that shows a position of authority or a position of sexiness, a dominant position, is, is sexy. But not a superhero costume. <laughs> yeah, that's one, that's one, even though we're... We have a lot of interests that include comic books and, and things like really geeky sci- sci-fi things we're into. There is no part of me that ones that finds superhero costumes hot on women. Right now, I have seen the occasional uh, Batgirl now, costume. I think you saw that was hot. I've seen yeah, I've seen occasional costumes. But for, the, for the most part, I would uh, Halloween or a, a superhero themed uh, party. Would not be one that I would want. Uh, that I would yeah, be looking I, I just feel to. like a bunch of spandex just wouldn't work out well. <laughs> yeah. So. I think we've covered swinger attire pretty well. I mean, it's basically be comfortable, be sexy, and push your boundaries a little bit to try and be even sexier. Another well, before we move on, I wanted to talk about. So we talked about like worst themes. I don't like the schoolgirl, but then favorite themes we've already mentioned halloween a number of times that's always yeah i mean every swinger party is a halloween party essentially yeah. for for swingers just be like i said especially for the girls it's an opportunity yeah. to act out new fantasies but i want to give a highlight to to the black light parties black light parties are so hot that I, was fun it was it was unanticipated how fun it would be you get some some glow-in-the-dark body paint or neon color clothing that is hot. I know the last blacklight party yeah. you were at, you looked. And the photo ops were pretty cool. Too. You looked. I mean, yeah, you you can get really cool. Yeah, I have we mentioned that that it's pretty common at hotel parties. I think we had. I think for there we talked, to be a professional for, photographer yeah, for there. there to yeah, be a, I don't know uh, if we mentioned it, but yeah, that's at a, least the ones we've been to. That's how it's been. That's a pretty common thing too. And so you like the blacklight. Take party. advantage of the sexy photos. Oh yeah, and yeah. let them those those photographers know what they're doing. Let them pose you if you're not sure what. You know what to do. Just let them pose you. They, they know, know what's, what's sexy. They know they know what's photogenic and is going to look good. Yep. And so it's always cool to get a little to get a little snapshot of 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 the night and to remember that night. And sometimes it's included in the party's fee. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to give a shout out to the. I mean, there, I can't really talk about any specifics of clothing attire, but it's always hot. I just white know looks it, really good in a black. You just see party. a bunch of sexy ass women just dancing and they're glowing everywhere. It's really yep. really good. Well, white clothes glow pretty well. Beware of anything that might have spooge on it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, it'll glow. So, so I think that pretty much covers sexy attire. A little shorter, a little shorter topic this week. So short but necessary. I know we've been looking forward to talking about swinging attire oh, for yeah. a while. Yeah, it's 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 an essential part of yeah. of the of the swinging lifestyle is getting 
getting dressed up essentially and mm-hmm. and the clothing is actually a decent part because yeah and we have fun going out and shopping we've talked for about new clothes. planning whenever you go to a party or you're going somewhere overnight you pack so many clothes because you're not sure what's going to yeah. go on you i mean you i think you mentioned you know three or four outfits per you day pack yeah absolutely you pack all that and so clothing is actually a pretty big yeah pretty i think big, it's uh, worth mentioning too that you should get your partner involved in what you're wearing I know, yet again, another sitcom trope is for the woman to ask the guy, how do I look in this? And for him to say, oh, you look good. Or for the woman to take it um, personally if the man doesn't compliment her. But I really think that, again, to maintain those open lines of communication, you should really ask each other, what do you want to see? I know Cal asks me all the time, we have a party coming up. What should I wear? What do you want to see me in? What would be hot? And sometimes I tell him, honestly, I have no idea. You pick something out, and I know that frustrates him. And and I ask him, what do you want to see me wear? And he almost always has something in mind. So, not always, but... And well, if we don't, we go shopping together. Yeah, sh- shopping and... Which I know men don't like to shop, and that's understandable. But you, women, we can make it simple for the men. We pick out a few outfits, narrow it down to one or two, and then say, hey, come check this out. Which do you like better? No, but I always get excited when it's time for a, a new party or a new theme or you've just decided, hey, I'm going to get something new for this party. Because I I love, like, I'm not a huge shopper myself, but I love seeing whatever you've gone out and shopped. And you could spend a million dollars on shoes and I wouldn't care because I, <laughs> I am a shoe guy. I love yeah. seeing you. We get them through catalogs now, I too. guess, yeah, we didn't even actually talk about shoes that much. I mean, I guess from my perspective, I just like to see women and yeah. hot sexy shoes i guess sex I, stores are great places i to wouldn't get say shoes. i have a uh shoe fetish or anything but i definitely that is something that i really really enjoy yeah uh, i i wouldn't put it as a fetish because the shoe the shoe, the shoe alone the, doesn't do it the shoe for detached you. from a woman does nothing for me but a hot shoe a woman in high heels oh my god that is yep that is it's not oh, unusual it's so for good. me to keep the heels on when we do it Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking with heels on is... I think I see a little hint of a boner now. (laughs) (laughs) So, JB, with that, shall we move on? Let's move on to a little bit of sexy news. Uh, All the American troops pulling out help the situation. Oh, no. So if you think you're going to, you want the money shot of them with their arms in the air, you're going to get it. It's in both of their self-interest right now. Did you say the money shot? Yeah. The money shot, you know, yeah. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. So this is our segment where we talk about some of the sex in the news um, topics that we've come across since we recorded last. So one of the things I wanted to mention is that Harry Reams... Uh, unfortunately, it was he passed away on March 19th. He's the star of the 1972 classic film Deep Throat. That's unfortunate because he really paved the way for male porn stars. Well, he he paved like he was he was a uh, uh, somebody who had to battle for First Amendment rights and for censorship. Yeah, I mean, he went to I mean, jail for porn. Yeah, he was he was indicted for. And prosecuted for obscenity. Well, actually, uh, I, I can't say that I know that he went to jail for sure. I'd have to look into no, that more. No, he was. More, but I, yeah, I, he I, was. I he was prosecuted for it, and and there's quite a quite a ruckus, you could say, people trying to raise money to cover his attorney fees. Oh yeah, it was it was a big deal. He support became, him and support our, our First Amendment. He he became the face of uh, censorship for for a while. Him and 
and there was a lot of other individuals around the, the around that time, but mm-hmm. he was one of the biggest names in terms of yeah. in terms of the early rise of porn and yep. the early the the early awareness of censorship and yeah. films. And, and that was back when porn was actually showed in theaters, and you had to go to a like a porn theater to see it. Yeah, yeah. I actually, and I should know my history better. I think um, Deep Throat was actually screened at some actual regular theaters late night when mm-hmm. just well because it became so popular yeah it became a very it was a it substantiation it was a it was a big phenomenon and yeah. one of the earliest well, one i mean of, the plot of it was kind of ridiculous too which i think contributed a little bit yeah we haven't actually sat down and watched it we have deep throat we just mm-hmm. haven't actually i mean we well, know the basic plot yeah of the it, basic but. plot is a woman who has her clit in is in her throat and so yep. she has to deep throat to get off and i believe harry played a doctor who died who the doctor who diagnosed her and also made sure to provide her with pleasure <laughs> and so, um it's it's an unfortunate loss for the pornographic world and i don't remember the sexual what, world in general and and first amendment rights really exactly i don't remember what episode it was but there was a whole ent- entire big subplot of mm-hmm. Swingtown Swing that was dedicated yeah. to It was the... towards the end of the season. Well, it, w- it wasn't a long season anyways, but right. so it was like yeah, episode 6, six or 7 where they um spent the entire episode fundraising for Harry Reams's uh mm-hmm. um fees his his uh yeah. his legal fees. And that's actually when Susan, one of the main characters, uh went against her husband's wishes by going to the party and watching the film and it was the kind of marriage where he dictated what she would do and what she couldn't do. And she said, you know what? I support this cause and I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a great moment in the show. And the, it, all the news said that he died of unspecified causes. So it, that's actually a little mysterious. That, that, I don't know what it was, but I thought was, I saw that he had cancer. It, it wouldn't surprise me, but no, the, the couple articles I read just said that it was um, undisclosed for personal reasons. It was, most likely cancer, but I mean, who mm-hmm. who knows actually what it yeah. was? Um, I don't know. I guess for some reason I thought I saw pancreatic cancer. And if, but and it, it could have been. There's been plenty of other deaths recently. If you're interested in learning about more about Harry Reams and about the movie Deep Throat, we watched a. I think it was on Netflix a pretty good documentary called Inside Deep Throat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, I think it was Netflix regarding regarding that film. So yeah, I I remember that and it was great. Check it Definitely out. So it. yeah, check that out and. It, it's too bad, too bad about Harry. Yeah. So the other thing I saw just today was that Bill Gates is Bill Gates and his um his wife through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are sponsoring the look for the next great condom, the next great condom innovation. And that's great because there hasn't been really any innovation well, in condoms. The thing is, is well, for, well, let me finish describing it okay. and then I'll talk about why we did talk about smart condoms a few episodes ago yeah why it's questionable smart, smart contraception i should say but so they're i believe that they're gonna provide um you can submit your designs for the condom and i think if they select you then the, your your design they'll give you a hundred thousand dollars for further development and then that once you get past a certain point then they'll even fund you a million dollars for mm-hmm. more for more funding Which, towards that. For prototyping and testing, $100,000 is nothing. And in the medical device realm of things, $100,000 isn't going to get you very far. But my issue, and, and let me read this directly. So they want to make sure, like, their motto is that they want to preserve or enhance the pleasure so as to increase uptake and also promote its regular <laughs> use. 
And so, increase I mean, up, increase uptake. You mean just improve the number of people using contraception in general? Yeah, yeah. Just using that's that's what I mean. Barrier by, protection, I should yeah, say. Yeah. So, and it's it's great. It's actually pretty cool to hear about Bill Gates, somebody who's yeah, pretty who's he does a lot of philanthropy and a lot of a lot of his money is goes towards charities, and so that's that's a big that's something that's really you you always hear people talk about really kindly about bill gates and how charitable he is i mean mm-hmm. i guess when you have that much money hopefully you are well, charitable but on the flip side there's a lot of tax breaks if you, you need to donate to charity it's either go your money goes to charity or your money goes to to income taxes in some ways um just because charitable charitable donations can be tax deductible so and i i don't want to not min- to, not to take away from him or get into a political debate but i probably shouldn't even mention this because i could be 100 percent wrong but i think i've heard that he is Actually, I'm not sure, so I probably shouldn't. I don't. I think I've heard that he is gonna like he's leaving his children. Like he's, his children are never gonna be poor, guaranteed. But he's just barely, oh he's, yeah, that he's limiting the amount of funds that they can he's have. He's barely. I've read that. Too. I mean, he's gonna give them a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the money yeah. that he has. I mean, they're they're set for life. Probably their kids and their kids are set for life. But for the amount of money that he actually has, they're not gonna get barely yeah, any of it. I, I heard um, it too because it was. I I remember it bordered on the on. It was like borderline scandalous that people yeah. were like, "Oh my gosh, he's not giving his kids anything." When I'm sure I, it was on the order of millions or tens of millions, but it was still like substantially less than he could afford to give to them. Mm-hmm. But good for him. And I mean, as far as the the condom research goes, it's. It's great that he's putting money into it. I think um, we don't particularly use condoms, at least not at the moment, because we're not full swapping. But I know I can feel when a condom's there, and it would be nice if it was less intrusive. Yeah, at the but... same time, for us, it's it's the use of it is worthwhile for the benefits that it provides. New research, and don't get me wrong, new research into better ways to provide pleasure while also keeping people safe is fantastic. But yeah. The, are there other part, things that he could be putting money into well, that are more no, worthwhile? Part, Probably. Is it? Is there really going to be a giant innovation with condoms? I mean, you're making them thinner, maybe less. I don't you know. You can't feel them less, but if it's almost like. If people think outside of the box of different ways to catch sperm coming out of a penis. I mean, that's that's the thing is he's looking for the next great innovation. I mean, if you think well, about the, if you think about Apple and you think about what, what the products have come out of Apple, they've solved problems before we knew that there were problems. The difference is that and, he isn't looking for the next great uh prophylaxis he's not looking for the next great spermicide or ways to block a woman from getting pregnant or to block stds what he specifically is saying is new ways to innovate the condom not new alternatives to a condom not i mean he's calling it a condom but it could be a really broad sense of the term condom just like a tablet is in a broad sense still a computer Uh, a smartphone is in a broad sense still a computer you could still call that a computer although we've given them different terms and names the same could apply to condom you use the word condom to apply to a an invention that has yet to be invented so it doesn't have a name yet tablets didn't weren't called tablets until after they were invented i mean there are words like like i mean contraception or contraceptive prophylactic uh, prophylactic. there's he's using a common term for the common man maybe i don't know well it seems like that these specifically means kind of i mean and i'm all for advancing that technology but it's almost like other than getting thinner and trying to make it so you feel it less what innovation could there really be i, I mean although i mean i guess that's not for me to yeah. it's for somebody who's smarter than me to come up with that and to come up with that innovation mm-hmm. so so it is good but i do have that reservation but who knows in 
in five years, we could be full swapping with the new Bill Gates condoms. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt it would be five years, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, you're the one who works in the. Uh, I do work who, in the biotech industry. You're the one who you're the one who knows about how long <laughs> it takes to actually get a product out there. Yeah, well, I mean, so. something like a condom would come out a lot faster. All right, than so a ten years, device. ten years from now. So yeah, maybe faster. I don't know. It depends on what it is. I mean, that, it really depends on how innovative the ideas really are. But $100,000 out the gate is probably not much. So the next topic that I want to talk about was I saw that there, and I'd never heard of this. It's been around since 2008, but the G-spot injection. No, I haven't heard of that. It's a procedure that is... It doesn't is, sound pleasant. It's a procedure that um, was, uh, was first introduced at the... Let me get this correct. The Laser Vaginal Rejuvenation Institute in Los Angeles in 2008. And the article actually didn't have a ton of details. But what I do, from what I, I can glean, is that they inject collagen into the G-spot area. Okay. And that is supposed to... So that's going to make it more plump, more full, more stimulated, I'm presuming? And then it's going to, and I quote, um, allow women to... To want to get more out of sex, and so it was to very. Want to get more? That sounds psychological <laughs> to me. That's that's weird. Well, I mean, that the... doesn't sound like a great description. Well, it isn't. It was a description of women of the women who want to get this done. They want to get more. Oh, okay. So women would get this done, or people who want more want to get more out of sex. And the I article was very vague. Are in... they alluding to women wanting to squirt? No, I don't know what it was, and I I could have taken the, I should have actually taken the extra step to research more. I only saw the one article mm-hmm. that I came across that It'd be interesting about this, to come across. But... There, there's got to be a medical journal article article, or I mean, there's got to be a few supporting this before it would become a like a well known or or advertised. Yeah, I don't because, concept. I'd love to read a case study on that. Unfortunately, I, I don't even know what the injecting the collagen does if it makes it so that it's. You feel more stimulation. You stimulate more nerve endings. I'm not sure. Yeah, if maybe you'd get to stim- maybe you'd be stimulated faster because you're already maybe partially engorged or some of the the areas that fill with liquid are already full. I don't know. That's I do know that unlike lips, where a lot of where I actually was just reading, I think last week on I forget her name, but that's one of the celebrities who got collagen onto her lips and like 20 years ago and she looked horrible or she had these big giant lips and like Goldie she, Hawn style Goldie Hawn but who was it I forget who it was and but I was reading the quote and she actually was saying that she doesn't re- that after a long long time like years it they disintegrates. they know for her they actually like made them hard made oh. her lips hard they they hardened and okay. she was saying though that she had no career before her lips and then she had a career after her lips hmm. oh, but if they she's, harden she's oh that can't be pleasant for a blowjob if they're hard Sorry for all of you out there. I cannot remember this actress's name, but it's like a Goldie Hawn lips or whatever. But unlike lips, this technology, Doesn't the harden. collagen, no, it it does disintegrate after it um, dissolves and only lasts four to six months. So then mm-hmm. you have to go back in and get it done. But I they inject it with a needle because I don't want anybody coming at my G spot with a needle. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take the sex that I have now because that just sounds completely unpleasant. G-spot, needle. Whew. It's like men who get those penis injections. That cannot be pleasant. Well, I, and it's also questionable because it's being – it was innovated at the um, the Laser Vaginal Rejuvenation Institute. So I wonder if they are – They're in, probably cutting edge. I mean – Yeah, the – but I also wonder if they're in if if they're involved in the uh, the controversial technique of um of the 
what what's the technical oh, name? Oh, where the, they they, um, they like re-virginize you. Well, that they, and they also add, they give you like a fake hymen again. That and also the um the cutting oh, lip cut it yeah, labia the, the the labia uh shaping forming to yeah for to labia menorah for, for the for the women out there who have the longer lips. Although I don't mind that you get a little you get a little slurbage in there. <laughs> when, but you can slurp all you want. But that technique is incredibly controversial, and people have go so far as to talk about that being, you know, vaginal mutilation mm. and vulva it mutilation. It makes a woman more comfortable with her lady bits. Um, but more that's power the, to you. It's, well, it's unfortunate that women would think that their parts are that there's something wrong with them if yeah, they don't look like it. But I mean, it's 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 no different than people who get a nose job or anything else. Like. If you don't look like the majority and you're uncomfortable with it, then just get it done. I mean, that's if, true. If you're going to be happy with what you are at the end, if that's what it takes. It's the same thing as any plastic surgery. Yeah, where it's like on a, a boob job yeah, or whatever. It's, it's the same thing where on an individual level, it makes you feel really good. But then you have to, you have, it makes you feel really good about yourself or can. But then you, there's always you have the, the discussion about the society that produced the individual who needs to or who wants to get this done to make themselves feel better or make them around them feel to feel sexier. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's 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 funny how we've been programmed. I mean, I don't mind longer lips, although they they can be too they can be a little bit too long. But yeah, I, I don't mean, think I'd recommend. It, it might not always be cosmetic. I mean, it can be actually medical if they're too long. They can. You can um, have more difficulties keeping it clean down there. You're at risk well, of getting it stuck in a zipper. Like, that's I mean, there, there's practical that's reasons true, for it, That's true, but guys too. deal with getting it stuck in a zipper every day. No, but <laughs> but I, I talk about the 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 vaginal reconstruction, or the, the labial reconstruction, or, and I talk about that negatively, where, to be truthfully honest, I don't mind a boob job. And that, mm. but, and those look, those look good, but then they can go too far and, you still have to wonder about, like, like, like I said, on an individual level, it's one thing, and then, but it's the then there's also the other level about the society who's produced individuals who feel that this is what they want to do. I'm not 100 percent convinced that it's entirely society either. I think people could be uncomfortable with what they look like, regardless of well, what the they think is, they're supposed to look like. Unlike, unlike uh, uh, boobs, where you can clearly see somebody's boobs through. I mean, not outright, but you can see. Through a shirt, you can see how so I have small boobs compared to that woman who, mm-hmm. even under a sweater, she's rocking a gigantic chest. You can feel self-conscious about that. But for the the labia and the lips and you... I mean, it could just be uncomfortable in your jeans. Yeah, but you don't know that you're abnormal except for, you know, women's, you know, the generation of porn. We, we have a whole generation of guys who think well, they're too small because... you could be a porn because... star, you could be a dancer or whatever. Have, yeah. Or it could just be that some other girls have seen you in the locker room. But it's kind of the, time. it's kind of the, you know, a, a, another side effect of the internet. I mean, uh, many more women are watching porn now as are men and you get, through porn you start to feel self-conscious about yourself. I mean... Yeah. There you can, I just, there's countless. I, mean, I don't know if low self esteem is 100 percent a byproduct of seeing well, what other people. Look it's like not necessarily too. low self esteem. It's just I want to look like that. Instead of you know you see a bodybuilder, you might look, you might think that you're fine, but it's like I want to lift weights, make my make make my muscle like. I know. Make I'm just saying. I'm not sure that person's motivations are 100 percent because they want to look like somebody else. I think you could be unhappy with the way you look and not attribute it to being abnormal. Well, yeah, that's true. So I mean, I, I, so I mean. 
you and I, I mean, if you listen to what we've a lot of things we've said on this podcast, even tonight, we we point our finger at society a lot, and I'm trying to take that back a little bit and say, well, it's not always society. No, no. So and, that that's all I'm trying to say is we we're not and that's we're true. not society haters. It does get to be really easy to <laughs> to blame to society. blame because because that's just a catch all. Yeah. And so so that's what I was just trying to pull back a, a little bit on. A lot of these things all. are multifaceted, and it takes there. I mean, there's entire disciplines out there to studying to studying mm-hmm. these social and psychological issues. Yep. So, oh, the last one, the last one that I have is what? Oh, we're gonna skip. We're not gonna do sexy scenes. Oh, okay. Because I'm just running long. Because this last one is the one that I actually want to talk about, or it's because it's really interesting. Okay. So no sexy scenes today. Yeah, and you introduce sexy news, so that's fine. You didn't introduce sexy scenes, so. So the last topic that I wanted to talk about was the site PornMD. It's just a porn search engine, uh, like uh, ClipHunter or or YouPorn or any of those porn search engines. They put out a, and I saw this in Popular Science. They put out a uh, infographic, like a picture of. Oh, you saw this too. Mm-hmm. Of. The top porn searches by state in the United States and by country for the world. It's it's really interesting. And it was fascinating. I highly recommend you go check it out. It was fascinating. Um, there are some weird searches out there. Well, Hawaii well, really well, no, stands well, out. They're not weird because... It's different. These, well, they're not weird at all because these are the top ten searches by state and by country. So they're not weird at all. They're the, they're the they're, norm. But I guess what I'm saying is... There are some searches in other countries that are popular that, well, even to me, are different than what I would have expected. It's just fascinating to look at them. So here, let me read off some of these. So, so we'll start off here where we live in Michigan. These are the top ten searches in order, according to uh, PornMD for Michigan. MILF, teen, cream pie, a favorite of yours, go I cream, know. Go cream pie. And, and actually, MILF, too. We just watched American Pie. Well, American <laughs> Wedding. I mean, it's term coined by that that uh by movie that franchise. yeah by, by by that series so okay cream pie college cream pie is number three wow i i can't get over that college amateur pov so point of view compilation that's Les- a big word go america what compilation oh well people love to see a bunch of a bunch of things strung together i see i see the cum shot compilations all the time uh, on I don't you don't come across them. I to be honest, I go to uporn, I go to group sex or gay or bi or anal, whatever category I'm filling in the mood for, and I don't venture out. Well, in the world of and I definitely don't Google anything for well, porn. I come in the world of straight what I like to watch porn. I come across I don't sometimes well I actually, I have come across cum shot compilations actually like. Last, and blowjob compilations. Maybe last weekend I, I actually watched a compilation. I prefer a longer clip of, you know, just one clip as opposed to a compilation. So, I don't want to watch, like, 20 spoon shots. I need to see the, the sex up to the, the cum shot. I don't want to watch just, like, bukkake, bukkake, bukkake. Instead of watching one... Doesn't get me off. Instead of watching one girl getting fucked, maybe I, I want to see 10 clips in a row. Like, five seconds of 10 <laughs> different girls? Well, that's usually, like, yeah. I'd like I don't, to see the story progress a little. I don't mind the compilation. So, oh, so let's getting back to this. So, compilation, lesbian, hentai, and anal. Hentai. That's the hentai is the Japanese um, like anime style porn mm-hmm. where yeah, it's I know animated what you're and about. It's yep. quite often it's not what I'm into, but it's very very popular. It's mm-hmm. um the and quite often it yeah. has. I believe Rebecca it, Love has said that she likes it a lot. Yes, the porn star Rebecca Love. They mm-hmm. 
her and porn star Katie Morgan run a podcast called what is it? Having oh, sex with having Katie sex, Morgan. Having sex with Katie Morgan. So we recommend that. It's a humorous. It's pretty funny. It's a questions and based podcast. And it's it's run by the ex porn star, not ex. She's just retired porn star uh, Katie Morgan mm-hmm. and her husband and Rebecca Love is on there quite a bit too. Who's she's not retired. She's still doing stuff, I believe. Mm-hmm. But so those are the top ten in Michigan and across the United States. It's pr- those are pretty those standard. those those are pretty stable. There's a couple of things that pop in and yep. out. I was in looking. Hawaii. They actually looked for Hawaiian girls. But Ebony's oh, one that's pretty popular. What's interesting enough, I found that Kentucky, the number one search in Kentucky, and was free gay porn. Which Yay. I don't know why that is. Hey, why maybe that... there's a lot of women out there because when I first got into porn, that was my number one search well, let's, key in, let's not... in AOL.com or in Yahoo or Ask Jeeves. That's not... what I would look for. I just found that fascinating that it was Kentucky. I guess just because there's a lot of you know the stereotypical yeah what a, Kentucky a little bit more is. conservative of an area. It's it wouldn't seem like it would be free gay porn. That would be you. you yeah, you're the intuition would just say that it would just be more of a liberal yeah. state where that would be. But I'd be curious to link search terms back to laws because like the state of Alabama, sex toys are illegal and there aren't sex shops are illegal, mm-hmm. I believe. So it'd be interesting to link, you know, to look at states that are similar to Alabama or states that are more conservative or have more conservative laws with respect to sexual objects and how that changes their search terms. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't get your hands on gay porn easily, you can't go to a, a adult movie store or whatever and pick up gay porn you got to look for it more i mean michigan you can go to any local sex shop to pick up porn mm-hmm. so and i wanted so some of the other ones so that's in a, that's kind of a snapshot in the united states uh michigan's in michigan huh. Mi- michigan's pretty um it's pretty standard it's the, the, what was popular in michigan is pretty is popular pretty much throughout the country have you ever done a search for milf of course <laughs> i come on i'm a younger swinger I like me some older ladies. You do. By so, older, you're saying like in the 40s, which is yeah. prime time swinger MILF age. and cougar are definitely terms that I have looked for. You've looked for cougar? Of course. <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm only going to get better with age for you then. <laughs> and the fact that I'm pregnant, I'm really only getting better with age. So the so just for some other humorous ones for um, other countries in Iran, one of the top 10 is gay hotel businessman. Hmm, I would search for that too. <laughs> no, that seems that, <laughs> all these like, oppressed women have gay hotel businessmen. <laughs> and then in the uh, so you one of the top Ukrainian searches is gay raincoat porn. <laughs> what is raincoat porn? I I don't know. I wonder if it's if it could be well, um, on the similar to like what we have here where it's flasher. That's yeah. That I wonder be. if it's flasher. Is oh, it, there's they're not wearing anything underneath? And isn't like raincoat a a, uh, a a slang term for condom too? I don't know if it has anything. Yeah, to do with Yeah, I I don't know if I, that. I, I doubt it has anything to do with I, that. In my head, I'm I'm attributing it to flashers. So those are just two of the funny ones. Like, what is yeah. going on in in the Ukraine where gay raincoat porn? <laughs> That's number so, one. So yeah. I think well, free gay porn was definitely something I would look <laughs> up all the time. I would have fit up fit in in Kentucky. And I'm talking about like in the nineties when you had dial up internet <laughs> and you'd have to get like really, really crappy, um, poor dial up speed videos where they're ridiculously pixelated and they were almost always like guys who'd be wrestling in a gym and it would turn into sex hot. <laughs> yep. Those were the days of the chat rooms. 
where people would just be like, anyone want a 69? And it would be the randoms <laughs> who wanted to sex chat. Oh, yeah. You were... Oh, how times have changed. How many predators got got their clutches <laughs> in you back in the day? I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't pursue but the chat room were so they much. Predator, like, they weren't predators so much because you were looking for it. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I, I didn't do that too often. I more or less just searched for videos <laughs> that were hard to find. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were plenty of pervs that I conversed with. But I would never have ever given anyone any real information. Yeah. And that's... You know, I mean, that's that's a dangerous subject and, and something that you definitely have to police now with children and, oh, yeah. and be aware yeah, of definitely. and talk about. So I never had that conversation with my parents, but uh, I had enough common sense to know not to, to do anything. So we were going to do a sexy scene today, but we're running long on time, so I think we'll hold that over. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we always we're always watching plenty of sexy stuff, so we'll have we definitely have stuff to talk about there. So yeah, and I think we had a good news session this week. Yeah, there was there was there was more interesting news this week I thought than or since our last yep. show than than normal. Check so. out was it Porn MD for those lists? Yeah, we'll we'll uh, put the link in the in the in the show description when yep. we when we post that later. So JB, take us out. Okay, so. Uh, we'd like to once again ask you to send us in your emails. Send us questions, comments, stories, pictures, boobs, peen, whatever. Definitely send us in questions. We have, we've, for, we, we, we have, uh, we had a number of emails we were getting for a while. Then that kind of slowed down people. Mm-hmm. Send us those emails. We're going to do yeah. an email show shortly, but we need some emails to do some email shows. So send us some emails. And I promise you, we will get back to every email that we get, mm-hmm. whether or not we actually get to you on the show, but we will respond to yep. your email no matter we're what. Guaranteed. That. So Yep. So you can reach us at swingingaround at gmail.com. No G at the end of swinging. You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher. You can follow us on Twitter, which is Swinging Around. Again, no G at the end of Swinging. Um, you can find our blog at swingingaround.blogspot.com. No, 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 no. And actually, I need swing to dash around sw- yes, Swing and dash um, around. Yes, the dash is in there. And no G at the end of Swinging. Yeah. So I can't say that website hopefully I've, I, I Hopefully you've either said it correctly on the prep. Pressed on yeah. the past See, podcast. Now we're both having podcast voice. Either, hopefully, you said that correctly on the past podcast because I caught it today. But yes, swinging dash around.blogspot.com. Yeah. And is there anywhere else that they should reach us at? We are on YouTube now. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can right. check us out on YouTube. It's an experiment we're checking out. We're because YouTube is is pretty much for video, but you can get YouTube everywhere. You can get it on your phones, on your PS3, on your Blu-ray mm-hmm. players. I think on your in your car sometimes. I think well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, but you can get it everywhere. So, so it's it's not video based. It's just the audio, and and the video is just our logo. Yeah, it's just a just another means for getting the podcast. As we mentioned, I believe last time we have some ideas for some video content, some toy reviews, but that's a little ways off right now, and so. But right now we are all of our episodes as of this recording, all of our episodes are up on YouTube. So check us out there if yep. you want another avenue for that. Um, I don't know. It's I have no idea if it's gonna actually catch on with YouTube, but we'll see. It's another. It's such. It's it's everywhere. It's so easy to mm-hmm. to get it. So and lastly, please give us some ratings. We've got some great ratings. We've got some great feedback on iTunes. We'd love to get some more of that. Um, help us to increase our listenership and keep being able to deliver this podcast to you. All right, everyone stay sexy. Stay swinging.
Hi everyone, welcome to Swinging Around, episode eleven. The oh shoot, <laughs> it's I been got, a while, huh? Yeah, I messed up. We so. haven't had an outtake in a while. No, so 